Welcome to the Two Degrees Hotter podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And we're two recent college graduates navigating young adult life in Boston, documenting it for you along the way. From college advice to post-grad problems, we're here to open the conversation of what it's like to be a 20-something, just figuring it out. We're excited you're tuning in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you like to listen. And we hope you enjoy this podcast. All right. Welcome to our second episode. Uh, We're really excited to be doing another episode. So thank you so much for the love. And if you haven't followed our Instagram, you should definitely follow our Instagram because we're trying to put together that feed. Yes. Um, So for today's episode, we are going to be talking about screen time. Yeah. And I think this is especially relevant right now that we're all kind of spending more time indoors and not really out socializing and doing things quite as often. Um, I know for me personally, my screen time analytics on my iPhone have been scary and embarrassing. Yeah, I turned mine off because it was making me anxious (laughs) and I didn't feel like facing the truth. Yes. So we are not perfect in this regard whatsoever, but we were looking at tips for ourselves and we just wanted to share them with you about kind of how to both unplug from your technology and your phone, but also how to harness that technology to help you be more productive as a student or a young adult. Um, So yeah. yeah, should we get into our segments first? Yes. I'll start with my little public um, week in review. So, I don't know if anyone else follows the YouTuber Alex Centomo, Centomo, something like that, Um, (laughs) but she just had her baby, so that's very exciting. Um, It feels like she's been pregnant for, like, nine years instead of nine months. Literally. The poor girl. She went, like, 41 weeks, I think. Um, I can't even imagine, but yeah, so she gave... Uh, birth to a beautiful baby boy Um, but (laughs) she has a very unique name for him so his name is Arkham A-R-K-H-A-M right yeah so at first I was like okay like that's unique I've never heard of it before like I've never heard of someone naming their child that so I went to look up the meaning of it because I was like oh it probably has like a really significant meaning um they're kind of I pegged them as the type to go for like a really meaningful name um and it's apparently an insane asylum in the batman universe so (laughs) i thought it was the name of the city in the batman universe i don't know when i looked it up it said something about a city but then i asked my dad about it and he said it's an insane asylum so i don't know if it's like the, yeah know. okay you can tell we're not like comic girl <laughs> girls here yeah no but it, it either way it has something to do with the batman universe yes which um, at first so we've been like following this pregnancy together kind of because like we've both individually followed her for a while yeah um and you have been like keeping me updated i feel like you always <laughs> see it first yeah so you texted me that she had the baby and we've both been like so curious for a while about it um, but I feel like at first we were like, do you think that was like correlated or do you think it's like a coincidence? <laughs> but we feel like 
they are really into like fandoms like as a couple right yeah they're like a big I know Alex at least is like a really big Harry Potter fan like they just seem kind of like that nerdy couple that's really into um fandoms like you said which is fine I'm hey I'm all for a Harry Potter inspired baby name I won't say I won't judge you for that I'm not judging them for this name either but I think that they know the correlation so I'm interested to hear from them about like their logic behind yeah. it. I wonder if like Batman was like a very significant movie in their relationship or something yeah. like that. If it was I like mean the it's first like a cool eight. name. Yeah. And I think it's it's uh, it has a similar sound to a lot of names that are popular right now without yeah. being the same. the same. So I just wonder like as this kid grows up like will Batman continue to be relevant and will people immediately know when they hear it because I didn't immediately know and you didn't either but I mentioned it we were in the car so I mentioned it to my boyfriend and he was like oh like from Batman like he immediately recognized it so I'm just curious if that'll be the case for people or not but congrats to her yeah I was gonna say he's a beautiful baby he seems to be doing well so that's all that matters but very interesting I I'm very interested to keep up with kind of their story and they called him Arky on Instagram and I'm like that's kind of cute cute yeah that is cute (laughs) um so for my little week in review it's funny because I actually didn't really have anything in mind to talk about until right before we started (laughs) recording because I was just talking about this I don't even know how it came up but we were just kind of talking about how time is feeling weird right now and how like days of the week are blending together and whatnot and I don't know if anyone else listens to Stuff You Should Know. Um, it's like a really OG podcast. They've been doing it for like literally like 10 or 15 years, I'm pretty sure. Um, and they just cover random topics for like, I guess it's usually like 45 to an hour long episodes about just like things you would never think to mm-hmm. research yourself, like how a hot air balloon works or I don't know, just like random topics like that. And I enjoy listening to them just to get some little little knowledge tidbits here and there um (laughs) yes so the one that I was listening to yesterday was called how do dogs perceive time um and it was just talking about how animals perceive time and if they perceive time and if they understand like past present future and just kind of the dynamics of that and they talked about I don't have his name off the top of my head but they talked about a particular animal cognition scientist who did an experiment with apes and he offered the apes like, okay, do you want one banana or two bananas? And of course the ape picked two bananas. And then they did it again. They're like, all right, do you want like two or four? And the ape picked four. And then it got to a point where he was offering 10 or 20 and the ape only picked 10. And so his conclusion from that experiment was that obviously apes have no concept of the future because if they understood that they could save these bananas, they would have picked the 20 and they would have always picked the higher number. But I'm just out here I'm just kind of thinking about the validity of this study (laughs) because I feel like there are so many other reasons why the ape could have just picked the 10. Yeah. Like what if he only wanted 10 bananas? Like intuitive eating is, is the way to go right now. Right. And maybe that's all he was. He was like, I don't need 20 bananas. I just had lunch. Right. And what if like, what if he's just literally never seen 20 bananas in his life? Yeah. What if he doesn't have a place to put them? Exactly. So I don't know. It just got me thinking about the scientific method and whatnot, but I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, and I wanted to share if I were the ape, I would probably take the 20 bananas, but that's just me. 
Okay. And I mean, concept of time nowadays is, I'm, what even is time nowadays? We it's don't pretty unclear. <laughs> so yeah, so we need to cut the apes some slack here. Um, that's really funny. That's honestly super interesting. And I love the stuff you should know podcast. It yeah, gives you like those so little good. things. And it's um, funny because they're like dad aged men. Like they're like, <laughs> I think they're in their 40s and 50s. And they've been doing this for so long. And they just like do their research every week and talk really deeply about subjects you never thought you'd learn anything about. So yeah, mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to it, I would highly recommend. It's not similar to this podcast at all, but um, <laughs> no, not it's at pretty all. good. I feel like if you're um, a lifelong student mindset, you would enjoy it. <laughs> Always looking to learn. So on a more personal note on my end, I, over this past week, have been trying to get into bar classes. So, Anya and I mentioned in our last episode that we both used to dance, um, and obviously dancing requires a very specific skill set and muscle. The inner thighs, ladies. The inner thighs really (laughs) need to be strong, and uh, we took ballet up until we graduated high school, but truth be told, I haven't really taken a ballet class since then. So I tried a bar class, like an online one, just in my home. And let me tell you something, those muscles have been forgotten over these past four years. Um, I really kind of went into it thinking like, oh, no, like I'm a dancer. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Like I'm going to, I'm going to rock this class. And I was dripping in sweat. Everything hurt, inner thighs included. (laughs) I'm curious, do you like the bar classes that are more ballet related? Did you like the ones that are more of like a workout? Because I know there's kind of like a spectrum, like which ones do you prefer? I'm curious. So the one that I did was more of a workout than like a traditional Mm -hmm. ballet class. Um, I did it through Beachbody. My brother and I share a subscription. So they have a program in there and it is more uh, workout related, but they do do a lot of, you know, releves, grand plies, like I felt like I was kind of half and half doing both some traditional yeah. stuff. But even like on the Grand Plie, I was like, oh, my God, my hips are like, what are you doing? You haven't yeah. done this in a while. Um, but, yeah, I think I lean more towards the workout part. Mm-hmm. Like I like it more when it's a bit more of a workout just because from my memory, I didn't really think ballet classes were too, too much of a workout. Like obviously – they are they're like a sneaky yeah yeah sneaky workout but I definitely because I personally just want to like tone up if I in a perfect world I would just tone up a little bit and recharge those dancer muscles so I don't necessarily need like a full a full ballet bar a whole yeah plie tendu arabesque type of bar what I found is um there was this like local bar studio in Boston that my sorority did events with from time to time mm-hmm. um and I found that they were really like leaning towards the ballet end of things okay. but often the instructors wouldn't have had a ballet background oh. so it was kind of interesting because I felt like I was the only one in the class that knew like that the technique was wrong and things like that yeah. <laughs> um, but it's I, I prefer them yeah I prefer them when they're more of a workout too because it's also it's just more fun, I feel like, and you worry less about it. Like, I feel like since we have danced and you're, like, in front of a mirror and doing things that are familiar to you, 
when it's like super dance oriented, it can be tough to like separate yourself from like thinking about the technique and thinking about how turned out you are and all these yeah. things that no one else cares about. <laughs> well, and even from like the perspective of, cause obviously bar classes aren't just for dancers. So if you are interested in bar classes, but you haven't done dance, I think the workout ones are not easier, but ballet technique is the way that it is in a lot of ways to prevent injury. Like when you do ballet moves technically wrong like that's when you're putting yourself at risk for injury Mm -hmm. whereas if you're taking a bar class that is more workout based and not so focused on technique like you said that's when you can actually get the workout in and not have to worry about injuring yourself or getting caught up in the technique like you said but yeah I like it I I love bar I definitely want to recharge I want to feel like I have inner thigh muscles again because at this current moment, I do not feel like I have them <laughs> anymore. At the very least, you know, get get the legs feeling like ballet legs again because they've strayed away a bit. Well, I'm happy for you. I've always really liked Thanks. bar, but um, I haven't found like a good remote online class that I enjoy. So mm-hmm. might have to cop your subscription for a yeah. couple, couple workouts or two. <laughs> I'll let you know the password. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so for me this week, I am taking like a short break from my job. So I mentioned I started working part-time and remotely for my full-time post-grad job. And I don't think I actually mentioned what I'm doing or where I'm working, but I'm working at a startup facing nonprofit. Um, so I'm taking a couple weeks, basically two weeks off before I really start full-time. Um, so today's episode topic is feeling pretty relevant because I've just had so much free time right now. Like I literally have no obligations for the first time in a while. So yeah, but I'm just trying to enjoy this limited free time while I can. Um, when I originally requested this time off, um, when I took the offer, I was anticipating being able to go somewhere right now. And that was kind of like what I was reserving these couple weeks for. Um, but just trying to make the best of it even if I'm not somewhere exotic like I once intended um but it's been fun I feel like I've been getting crafty and whatnot which is a good segue into our favorites you want to start with yours speaking of sure so I maybe it's the tiktok I don't know what originally (laughs) inspired me Well, my friend Dana took up embroidery pretty early on in this um, quarantine, and I saw on her Snapchat that she had posted one, and I was like, oh my god, I've always wanted to try that. Like, where'd you get the kit and all these things? And now we are just embroidery buddies. So (laughs) if you haven't tried embroidery or, like, been interested in it, I would really recommend because I feel like I'm not particularly, I don't know, I'm not, like, very good at painting or just other like handcrafts like that but Mm -hmm. I feel like embroidery is a little more forgiving because you're often like following a template that either was included or that you drew and um I just feel like it's so relaxing and like the sound of the string pulling through the hoop oof (laughs) oof um and you can do yeah truly and you can do um like embroidery hoop art or you can even do like your own clothes so Like my next goal is to do um, some jeans, like the back pocket of some jeans. And eventually I want to get good enough to do, um, oh my God, I'm totally going to mispronounce this brand. The Fall Raven Kankin backpacks, Fjall Raven. 
Those. Yeah, like the squared off ones, right? Yeah. The trendy the, like, Scandinavian. <laughs> yes. So um, my goal is to eventually embroider around the logo of one of those because I think that would be really cute. But it's just been really fun. It's a really good way to pass the time because it takes legitimately forever <laughs> yeah. to finish like any given project that you're working on. And um, I actually made one for my mom for Mother's Day with our, our house on it. So it's been wow. fun. I would highly recommend if you haven't tried. I think it's like sort of similar to knitting. Like once you're in the groove of it, it's just kind of like a really good way to spend time and like mindlessly work on it while you're watching TV or like something like that. So would recommend. What about you? So mine was also inspired by a TikTok. Um I have been whipping up, chefing up some veggie fried rice. I've done it at least once a week, if not more, every single week of quarantine because it's so easy and it's so good. Um, so you basically just take like any rice that you have. We have a bunch of the um, ready rices, the mm-hmm. ones that you like throw in the microwave. So that's super easy because you just throw it in the microwave, take it out, and then transfer it to a pan. Put in any veggies that your little heart desires. I'm a big broccoli, carrots, maybe a little corn if you're feeling particularly, you know, crazy. And then you crack an egg into it and you add, I add coconut aminos from Trader Joe's, but you can add any sort of soy sauce, teriyaki sauce, whatever floats your boat. Sriracha. Sriracha. I added some hot sauce um, once it's all like combined and cooked. Um, but yeah, and then it literally takes maybe 10 minutes from start to finish and you have a lovely, pretty healthy meal on your hands. Sometimes I'll air fry some tofu, put that on. Yeah. And I, every time I make it, I'm like, I am a chef. Like hit me up if you want me to cook for you. I'm I'm a literal chef. The presentation (laughs) comes out exquisite. So yeah, and I definitely, I, one of my favorite foods in the whole world is fried rice, especially like hibachi fried mm-hmm. rice. It's just, there's nothing like it. So to be able to have my own version at home has just been a true lifesaver. I'm looking to invest in some of the um, yum yum sauce that yeah. you get, because that is a crucial component to this recipe. So I think that would just really elevate it for us. <laughs> I was at um Trader Joe's yesterday and I I'm a big Trader Joe's fiend. I would love yep. to do a Trader Joe's centered episode at some point. Um but I follow all sorts of Trader Joe's accounts mm-hmm. on Instagram and whatnot and like blogs and they're often based in California so they get the new items before we do out here. Mm-hmm. Um but there was this one item that I've been looking for for so long and I finally found it yesterday and I I'm so sorry, I'm not going to remember the exact name, but it's basically a seasoning that is white sesame seeds, black sesame seeds, nori, which is little seaweed, and Mm -hmm. some like kelp extracts and salts and things like that. But it's basically just like an all-purpose kind of like Japanese seasoning. And I'm so excited about it. And I feel like it would go well on the fried rice. Yeah, that would go really well. I didn't see anything about... I also am a Trader Joe's fiend and also follow many Trader Joe's accounts, but I didn't see anything about that. Ooh. That'd yeah, be. I would. I haven't tried it yet, but I feel like it'll be pretty versatile. So I'll let you. Know, I'll keep you guys updated on the review. <laughs> yes, I'll try it on the veggie fried rice, and we'll have a follow up. 
Yeah, they're like, okay, only essential trips. I'm like finding my long lost Trader Joe's seasoning (laughs) essential. (laughs) For for the best meal in the world, of course. (laughs) I was there for other reasons, disclaimer everybody, but it was nice to to happen upon. Yeah. Um, So I guess now that we're through with our segments, why don't we get into our core episode topic for today, which as we mentioned is screen time, how to unplug some recommendations for screen time activities and uh yeah so do you want to explain kind of how we're gonna approach this yeah so basically we want to break up this part of the episode into kind of three little segments um so first we're going to talk a little bit about you know the health and mental health aspects that screen time can have on us I feel like this is a very uh timely and relevant topic especially now there's a lot more Uh, focus on kind of the negative effects that screen time can have on you. And then from there, we'll talk a little bit about the productivity aspect of it all. So both how screen time can hinder your productivity, but also how you could possibly use it as a tool to enhance your productivity. And then from there, we'll give kind of our little recommendations for how to cut back on your screen time, if that's what you think is best for you so yeah yeah kick us off with the first little part sure so I guess approaching it from a health and a mental health lens I think we all are aware that screens can be a source of some toxic thoughts toxic standards um but also just like literally bad for your eyes (laughs) so I guess I'll start out by recommending a couple things um, that I've been doing to kind of help the like literal eye strain. So I have, um, I have glasses that have a blue light filter, but I mainly use them for my laptop. And I don't really know if I'm noticing a huge difference. I know you also have blue light glasses, right? I used to have them, but I, they, I just got a cheap pair off of Amazon and I didn't think they were doing anything. So I ended up returning them, but I am interested in blue light glasses. Yeah. I have them as an add-on to my prescription glasses, Mm -hmm. um, which I don't wear all the time. So I feel like it's hard to know like the difference that it's making. But, um, when I was considering getting the add-on to my glasses, I messaged in my then work Slack channel. And a lot of people said that they noticed really great results. So I guess if you struggle with like headaches as a result of looking at screens, especially for like necessary work, um, I would recommend looking into some blue light glasses, whether it's Mm -hmm. including it in your prescription or getting a pair on Amazon. But some other options that I've used for a while include um, just like turning on night shift mode on your iPhone, I feel like makes a huge difference. So I just have it go on automatically at sunset every day. And that's been really nice and then also on your computer um flux i think it's called flux is um like a free download program and it does basically the same thing for your laptop so at a certain time of day it'll automatically warm up your screen and help you sleep better because i felt like that was something i was noticing if i was on my technology late at night it really made a difference with my sleep quality Mm -hmm. i really (laughs) i'm not very good at especially um just like weaning into the night. One of my really bad habits is being on my phone all the time. Um, But you recommended to me the other day not using a phone, and we'll get more into this, but not using your phone as an alarm clock. So I've been testing that out. And it honestly is super helpful because 
I'm not relying on my phone, especially in the morning. Because so mm-hmm. for me, I find myself on my phone a lot at night and first thing in the morning. And that's like the worst times that you can be on your phone. So, but yeah, so I definitely, I should look into these because I could really benefit from them, especially with TikTok. I'm on that for far too long in the morning and at night. So, (laughs) Yeah. And that's something that I wanted to talk about in this category too, um, shifting more towards like the mental health lens, because I feel like um, a lot of the current TikTok like for you page trends and whatnot have been reminding me of like old school like 2014 toxic Tumblr culture yeah which is scary and sad to see that like the new generation could also I don't know it's not like that dramatic but like also just kind of be exposed to all of these kind of like fitspo type content on there Mm -hmm. um but another thing that I wanted to recommend for this category is the Headspace app Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of people have heard of it they do a lot of like YouTube sponsorships and podcast sponsorships and whatnot. Um, But it's basically a pretty simple meditation app. And I'm not the best about using it all the time, but I think it is a good way to make sure that you're not on your phone right before bed because you turn on the meditation. Mm -hmm. um, So you're you're not looking at anything. You're just usually closing your eyes um, and listening and following the prompts. But yeah, what about you, Kylie? What did you want to highlight? So I know for me personally, um, there's been times where uh, social media, especially Instagram, um, can be very challenging because, you know, if you're depending on who you follow or what gets recommended to you, there's a lot of Instagram models and influencers and comparison that goes on on social media. And I know at times I've been made to feel bad about my own uh, body image, self-image, whatever it may be, because I don't look like Madison Beer, but it's like, (laughs) that that doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Um, So something that, especially in quarantine, actually, that I've been really mindful of is following accounts that make me feel good about myself. So like, there's no reason for me, not to hate on Madison Beer, I'm sure she's lovely, but there's no reason for me (laughs) to follow her, like, if I'm going to look at a picture of her and be like, I wish that I looked like that. Like, why don't I? Yeah. If it's going to spiral your thoughts into something um, negative, there's no reason that like no one's telling you you have to follow certain people. Follow mm-hmm. the people that make you feel good about yourself. Um, and yeah. I feel and like then- you consume like so much content without even realizing like, your subconscious just like even Mm -hmm. scrolling by things and you think it's like oh it's not a big deal for me to follow like Daisy Keach or you know like I think she's cool but um scrolling past all of the the photos can even like even if you're not consciously realizing like oh this is making me feel negative thoughts about myself um I've definitely noticed that for me as well so I just think yeah like being very conscious about what you allow into your social media space is a good practice and yeah it makes me want to go through my like following list and kind of purge and really think about like what's adding value for me um and subtle plug hopefully our instagram adds value for you so we're trying to post um pretty and um inspiring content there so hopefully that serves as a positive source of content for you yes just trying to make you feel good about yourself you got to celebrate yourself whenever you can um but yeah so then in another aspect 
um, that especially with mental health that I think can be really challenging is I think social media and just screen time in general really feeds into hustle, hustle culture, um, which I think we are planning on doing a whole episode on hustle culture and how uh, difficult that can be. But especially in quarantine, all you see is like, if you aren't starting your new business or, you know, working out every single day, eating healthy every single day, like moving on to the next thing all the time, it's like almost shamed to like Mm -hmm. take time just for yourself. Um, And so I think that for me, at least social media can really feed into um, me feeling like I need to be more productive or that I'm not being productive enough. And it's really important to like take time for yourself and realize that it's not healthy to be doing things all Mm -hmm. the time, 24 seven, like you don't need to move on to the next thing as soon as you wrap up one thing. Um, So yeah, and I think a big thing to point out is that there is a difference between like tips and advice because there are um, accounts, articles, things like that, that give tips and advice on how to get motivated and increase your productivity. And there's a time and a place where that's really useful for you. But then there's also the space that preaches you should be working all the time and not taking breaks. And if you take breaks, you're not going to be successful. And if you don't wake up at 5.30 a.m., you're not going to be successful. And it's like, pump the brakes yeah. on that. My CEO morning routine, like stuff yeah. like that. My 5.30 a.m. Um, entrepreneur morning routine <laughs> for success. And I'm like, Relax. Which is like, if that's what you're naturally like, good for you. Yeah. Love that for you. But I think it can be tough to see that type of stuff online and compare yourself. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with the distinction that you outlined because I mean, we're going to be doing that right now. We're going to give some tips for how to harness technology to be more productive. So I think like, I agree there's a difference between tips and tricks for like average people and also just kind of like the toxicity behind productivity that exists online right now. Yeah, and being able to, again, it all goes down to what you expose yourself to. So being able to hone in on what accounts and articles and platforms um, help you be more productive in a capacity that you're comfortable with versus Mm -hmm. just accounts that make you feel bad about yourself or your work ethic or whatever it may be. Yeah, so that's a good kind of outline of why we thought it was important to talk about screen time so not only yeah. from like a health standpoint but also from a mental health standpoint especially right now that we all have so much time to just be mindlessly scrolling and not feel yeah. bad about the things that we're missing because there's not much to miss right now yeah. um so I guess transitioning to kind of the productivity aspect I think we can all agree that screens serve as a big distraction for getting the things that we want to get done <laughs> done yeah <laughs> yeah I definitely find and I coming right out of finals, I found myself, you know, especially if you don't want to do the work that you have to do, it's very easy to just pick up your phone and say, well, I'm just going to take a quick five minute break and then write two sentences of an essay and then be like, I definitely earned another five minute break. Totally. Um, So yeah, but obviously that's a, those little breaks start to add up. And if it is something like an assignment that you have to get done in a certain amount of time, that can be a bit of a a bit of a hindrance to just getting the work done in an efficient manner. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. So with that, um, screens can serve as a distraction, but I think 
in a lot of ways you can use screens and especially your phones, your computers. There's so many ways to kind of nip that habit in the bud. And mm-hmm. um, Just kind of like instead of letting it be the hindrance to you, just kind of learning how to harness the technology and use it to your advantage in exactly. situations like this. Um, and I feel like this is something I've been practicing for so long um, since probably like freshman year of college. I've had to figure out ways to like often like physically distance myself from technology yeah. or like literally prevent me from picking it up, which like it's so sad that our generation struggles with things like that because that's so ridiculous. But mm-hmm. I think it's something we're all um, encountering. And so yeah. um, I have like a couple suggestions for some apps and just some like techniques that I've been practicing um, to help be more productive, especially, yeah, I agree that it comes with like the tasks that you dread the most. Mm -hmm. Like um, if you have a paper for the class that you just like don't feel up to doing or um, you don't, you're not like sold on your topic or whatnot. It's always those types of things that you're putting off the most. I feel like. Yeah. A hundred percent. So um, there's some things that are kind of included on your phone. We both have iPhones, so I can't really speak for like Android users, unfortunately. Um, but some things that are already included on your phone that you can use are, um, this app limits. So if you go to, um, on an iPhone settings and screen time, you can set app limits and then it'll give you a little notification when you've reached your limit for that day. Um, that's not something I do, but I know it can be helpful if you like are obsessed with a particular app like TikTok for, for me. <laughs> um, so that's one technique that you can use. And then there's a similar um, app for the Mac. It's called Self Control, mm-hmm. and th- through this you can paste specific websites and specific links that you would often go to to distract yourself, and it'll just like blacklist them, which is hilarious for the amount of time that you allot, not forever. Um, so if you say like <laughs> I'm going to focus for one hour, and you set that timer and you go to log on to like Facebook on your computer, it'll just like not work, (laughs) which is good for me because um, I know you mentioned you don't often get distracted on your laptop, but I do. Yeah, I weirdly, if I'm doing work on my laptop and I have my phone um, either far away from me or, you know, using some sort of self-control app, um, I can stay, like I can keep Google Docs open and not leave the tab. I don't know why. I, there's no mm-hmm. rhyme or reason, but I'm just in that habit. So for me, my phone is definitely the the tricky <laughs> one to the get culprit. over. The culprit, yes. Um, but Anya actually recommended this app to me, and I absolutely love it. It's called the Forest app. Mm-hmm. And so, I, again, I don't know if you can get it on Android, but you can get it on iPhones. And you basically set a timer. So, again, say you want to work on a paper for an hour. You set a timer for 60 minutes and pick a tree that you want to grow. Yes, and it's it'll, so fun. It'll virtually grow a tree in an hour. And they have a feature called, I think it's called Deep Focus. And if you turn mm-hmm. that on, it makes it so you can't leave the app. So once you hit the, you know, plant or start timer or whatever the verbiage is, um, and the tree starts growing, you can't leave the app or you kill the tree. And the most heartbreaking part is that you never, like, they don't let you forget that you killed the tree. <laughs> so, like, your stats, it'll show, like, one dead tree. And if you look at your forest for, like, the year, 
you see you see your dead tree and you think to yourself yeah. why did why did you kill the tree <laughs> yeah and the more you use the app the more types of trees you can unlock so mm-hmm. like the more biodiversity you can get going in your forest oh, lush forest <laughs> yeah and i haven't taken advantage of this but i'm pretty sure you can become friends with people on it and like visit each other's forests mm-hmm. so we should do that um, <laughs> but yeah i am a huge huge fan of forest and my the best part by far is um you have to you accumulate points through doing all of this mm-hmm. and eventually you can redeem your points to plant a real life tree yeah so, so there's like a tangible makes, reward yeah it makes my environmentalist heart sing um so i love forest would highly recommend i think it is like two dollars right yeah it's like two dollars but the way that i look at it I always, when I'm spending money, I look at it from like a, how many times am I going to, I going to use this? Cause then you can break it down where if you're going to use it a hundred times, you do the math that $2 spreads pretty far. Um, and I think with something like this, I mean, I was using it during finals week, like four or five times a day, just chunking out like, okay, I'm just going to focus for an hour. And anytime I picked up my phone, it says little things at the top. It'll be like, go away or don't go back kill. to your forest. Yeah, exactly. Go back to work. Um, yeah. And so for someone like me, who's a huge um, culprit of picking up my phone while I'm doing work, I would pick it up and see the tree and go, oh, I just can't <laughs> kill the tree. And I yeah. put it down and get my work done. So it's the best app. It was like such a amazing discovery this semester. I wish I found it earlier. So if you're in school, yeah. or if you're work- like, I'm going to use it in my full time job also just yeah. to like, those types of tasks where you really just need to like get them done. Um, I would recommend downloading it like ASAP because it changed yeah. my life. Um, and then a couple other settings that I thought of that you can change on your phone. Um, you can disable the rise to wake setting. So I'm not sure exactly where that lives in your iPhone, but that's basically the idea that your phone will like light up when you get a notification. Um, so you can turn that off. So you'll only see your notifications when you turn on your lock screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's helpful if you're the type of person that would like see out of the corner of your eye, a notification and that would distract you. Um, so I'd recommend that. And then I would also recommend deleting apps that you don't use or need, or just like don't add value, I guess, similar to the, to the social media conversation. Mm-hmm. Like if you just mindlessly are spending time on, I don't know, what's one of those apps, like temple run or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not something you genuinely enjoy, but it's something you know that you go to for a distraction just delete it, you know, just a a little cleanse there. Um, And you can also change your auto lock settings so that your phone will lock quicker. So if you were using it and you put it down, it's not like sitting open for five more minutes, it'll just turn black. And then I think that's good because it'll also more clearly represent your screen time in the um, like stats that you get at the end of the day and at the end of the week, because it'll actually capture like when you're looking at your screen, not just like when your screen happens to be on because it hasn't been locked. So those are my like tangible tips. And then I know you, you'll just like separate yourself from your phone, right? Yeah. So especially before I started using the Forest app, I would put my phone in a drawer or it got to the point where I would know what drawer it was in. And being at home, my room isn't that big. So it's not that much of an inconvenience to go to the drawer and get the phone. Um, So like putting it on like a high shelf, like so high that I need to like grab a chair, climb on the chair, go on my tiptoes, you know, barely reach the shelf to put it up so that it would take a lot of effort to go and get Mm -hmm. your phone. I think when all else fails, that's just the best way to do it. Because 
when you think about, you know, all it is is 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, however long, you shouldn't be, you know, we're not saying you should chunk your time for super long because you do need to take breaks when you're working. But if you're going to be working on a paper for an hour, are you really going to spend two, three, five minutes trying to retrieve your phone that you just hid away on a high shelf? No, you're not going to want to do that. So I highly recommend just out of sight, out of mind, make it a make it a task to have to retrieve your phone mm-hmm. when you're doing work. If it like if you're like me and you can't seem to separate yourself from it when you're doing your own work. So Yeah. I remember there was a time when a lot of YouTubers were doing that trend. Like I remember Best Dressed Ashley. She did a video mm-hmm. like putting my phone in a box for a week. Yeah. Which I think is really cool if you're like in a place to do that. I know I personally couldn't do that just with like my work and my yeah. lifestyle. Like I feel like that's kind of not attainable. So we're definitely not saying you need to go to any extremes along those lines. I mean, if you are able to do that and you like find some sort of life epiphany through it, power that's to you. Um, but like for me, that's just not realistic. So I think using these little tips to kind of increase your your productivity and honestly, like your quality of life <laughs> um, yeah. are, are helpful. So hopefully you found something within these tips that is helpful to you. Um, oh, and yeah. So Kylie mentioned earlier using your phone as a, your alarm clock. Yes. And I I would love to get like a cute, very traditional looking little alarm clock. But mm-hmm. right now I just use um, my Alexa, which has always been super nice just because it's honestly nice to just say like Alexa, stop <laughs> yeah. uh, rather than have to like roll over and, you know, fiddle and find your phone. But it's also nice because, yeah, like Kylie mentioned, you're not immediately holding your device and like enabling that. So I would recommend doing that and then just trying to like, you know, make your coffee, do a couple things before you look at your phone in the morning. Yeah. And it doesn't, I mean, like I said, I'm very new to doing it this way because I was the type to use my phone as an alarm clock and then kind of just lay in bed. And if that's what brings you genuine happiness is to start your day by scrolling through TikTok for 20, 30 minutes, by all means. Um, But I know I would just keep saying to myself, okay, five more minutes, five more minutes. And now I've been up for an hour, but laying in bed and I do have things that I need to do. Um, So I've been trying to replace that instinct of grabbing your phone and scrolling with using, I have a Google home, which is basically the same thing as an Alexa. Um, I've been using that as an alarm. And instead I reach for a book. I keep a book on my little bedside table and I'll just read a chapter and start my day that way. Cause I think it just, it puts you in a different mindset. You're like, I did a little reading this morning. The world is there for the taking. Let's, let's conquer the day, you know? Yeah. Especially, I feel like a lot of my notifications when I wake up are news related. And I just found it being, especially at this time, really heavy to wake up and immediately (laughs) be exposed to like all of this negative um, content, which like, of course it's good to stay informed and do your research Mm -hmm. and everything. But um, I just think first thing in the morning can be a little, a little bit Too of a damper much. on the mood. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you don't have like an alternative alarm clock, I would definitely suggest ordering one. It seems really old school if you actually um, have like the alarm clocks that they use in like hotels and stuff like that. And it can seem kind of silly, but I think it really has made a difference for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like going off that, we can get into our recommendations for some non-screen activities that you can try. Yeah. So some of these might seem kind of obvious. Some of them might not, but we just kind of off the top of our heads came up with things that we've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. So why don't you kick it off? Sure. So 
one of my favorite things to do and something that I feel like I kind of lost touch with, especially in school, just being so busy as a student, is journaling. So I have like probably too many blank journals at my mm-hmm. disposal. You're a big stationary gal. I'm a huge stationary <laughs> gal. Like back to school supply shopping is my Christmas. Um, <laughs> but I think journaling is really fun for a few reasons. One, it's, it is a great outlet. It's really nice to sometimes get your thoughts out of your head and onto paper. There's something very freeing about doing that, especially if they're thoughts that you're grappling with or struggling with um, and you really just need to make tangible, I guess. Um, but also journals serve as a really fun time capsule. You know, you think back to like finding your like third grade diary and how funny it is to read everything that like was bothering you in third grade. Um, who's to say that's not going to be the same being a 22 year old as a 40 year old. And you're like, oh my God, 22 mm-hmm. year old me was concerned with, you know, the weirdest things. Yeah. Um, so I think that it, especially during this time could be a really cool, I've seen some trends on TikTok um, about like different prompts you can do for each day to mm-hmm. remember this time. Um, and then yeah. I know bullet I journaling. Sorry, go ahead. I think it's Margot, Margot Lee yeah. that's doing the quarantine journals. If you want to follow along with her specifically, she's had some like fun every single day type prompts to, like you said, yeah. capsule this time. Um, but yeah, so you mentioned bullet journaling. And I know there's like different schools of thought on like having really aesthetic bullet journals versus having really functional ones. Mm-hmm. But I think regardless, if you're entering like school in the fall or you're doing like summer classes or anything like that, I think using the time you have now to like really set up a bullet journal that works for you is a good idea and just kind of figuring out the format that you want to have and like setting it up really far in advance so that you don't have to be doing those things when there is more to get done um, would be a good idea. Yeah and I think bullet journaling is really cool for people who are a bit more artistic so if you enjoy drawing, painting, whatever it may be um, you can really go all in. There's so many ways to make a bullet journal really a piece of art um but it also like you said it can serve that functional aspect or just like I know I'm someone that isn't super artistic and I'm very much a perfectionist so a super aesthetic bullet journal isn't really up my alley um but it is a cool way to keep that function and then also have that journaling aspect and keep it as a a time capsule so if you haven't considered journaling or you know haven't had the chance to Now's the time. Start getting your thoughts out there. Definitely. Um, And I mentioned this earlier, but um, crafting or getting into a new craft can be a really fun thing to do um, as far as like a non-screen time activity. For me, it can be tempting to embroider like while watching a show or something like that. Mm -hmm. But yesterday I just went out on my porch and I sat in the sun for like two hours and worked on it. um, And that was super nice. And um, I think... It's good to have like a podcast going when you're doing things like that. And I think podcasts are kind of like a funny kind of screen time topic because you are using your screen to like access the podcast. Um, There is like some browsing implied there. But if you can like get a cue going or um, get a long podcast going like this one, I think that can be a good thing. Like going on a walk and having a podcast going or a drive. I know you you wanted to talk about drives, right? Yeah, so I've been going on a lot of drives. I'm definitely the type of person that loves, like, I get my whole playlist queued up, and I hit 
play like right as I'm about to move my car because there's just something about driving and listening to music that is so relaxing at least for me um and lately it's been a really nice way to feel like I'm getting out of my house and going somewhere even though I really just do like a little 30 minute loop around town but yeah you get to blast your favorite songs put on a little concert if you're like me um and clear your head a little bit and obviously this is a really great you know you have to use your phone to queue up the songs but then please 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 leave your phone in a cup holder the center console (laughs) wherever it needs to be because you definitely should not be using your phone while you're driving because it's a hands-free hands-free ladies so if you're ever feeling like oh my god I can't get off of my phone go for a drive cue up the songs put out of sight out of mind and go for a drive to give yourself a little break because I I find it really relaxing and a good way to pass some time certainly and um I've kind of had a little day trip in my mind I believe our state beaches are still closed but I would love to just drive up to the beach and like drive along it so I think Mm -hmm. that's something I want to do like while I still have some days off but um if you live near any sort of like scenic area that you might not have direct access to right now I think that's also fun just to like drive around there yeah um and pass some time um and then speaking of like some other outdoor things um we are like lucky to have some um hiking trails in our area so I've literally gone on like maybe five or six hikes since coming back from Boston which has been really nice and it's really you know great that they're not closing those because I think everyone in my experience there's not a lot of people and everyone's doing a really great job at being distanced and respecting Mm -hmm. that and some people are even hiking in masks which like good for you (laughs) um I know um as long as you're not like littering with them obviously yes but Um, So I would recommend if you don't have like hiking in your area or if it's something you're not into, I know not everyone's into it, um, just like finding some trails or like even just around your neighborhood, going for a walk, getting some air is really nice. Um, And then this is maybe a little specific. I don't know if everyone (laughs) has enough plants to warrant this, but um, I think about a week ago, my mom and I just like posted up outside on our porch and we repotted 27 plants. (laughs) So um, just like we just went through the house and found all the plants that like very clearly needed new homes. So again, that might be like really specific. I don't know if this is something other people do, but if you have any plants in your house that are outgrowing their pots, it's really great to get outside, play some music, spend some time with your mom or your dad or whoever else is into it and just repot plants. We literally went through a 50 pound bag of soil. Oh my god. Like we really did that last week. So wow. if you are also a plant mom, would highly recommend taking some time to tend to them. Yeah, or even like if you have like a garden or like are able to create a garden in your backyard or something like that. I think Yeah, that would be so now's fun. a really good time to to do that. And you could grow some some fresh produce right in your backyard. How wow, fun is that? Ambition. Sound? Yeah. <laughs> we use my family always grew up with um tomato plants and pepper mm. plants. Um, your favorite nothing like uh yeah I don't like tomatoes at, I like peppers <laughs> but I don't like tomatoes at all but it is really fun to like watch them grow and you know my mom gets really excited about them so <laughs> we, we support her but the peppers are fun because you know the fruit of your labor comes out right. and you bring it to your kitchen it's what a time beautiful yes. beautiful um and then I wanted to mention just like using this time to organize so I think for me, like being back in my 
childhood home there's just like so many random drawers mm-hmm. that you haven't looked at in years or like items in your closet that you didn't even know existed so if you are having a day like maybe the weather's bad or you just like don't have much to do on any given day going through your closet going through those junk drawers making a pile to trash making a pile to donate um can be really like fulfilling i think yeah. like really satisfying um oh, yeah. and it's just like something that needs to get done at some point anyway so you might as well do it right now um and just like any household projects you have um that's not like super applicable for me but um one of the youtubers that we both follow Rohini Elise I'd highly Mm -hmm. recommend they just moved like right before all of this so they've had a lot of like painting to do which I feel like would be really nice right now so if you've been wanting to redo your room perfect opportunity um And then I know another thing that we both kind of recommended was reading, which I think is probably one of like the most obvious or the most cliche recommendations given when you're like, oh, how do I spend less time um, online? But I think especially as post-grads, I know I really strayed away from reading for fun while in school because I was doing so much reading for school, especially as an English major. Like my one job was to read. (laughs) Um, and so by the time I finished required readings the last thing I wanted to do on my downtime was read some more but I do really miss the you know the feeling of finishing a book it's such a a nice feeling to close the final page and move on to another story um so I have been trying to make a really uh conscious effort to read more like I said I'm trying to get in that habit of reading as the first thing that I do in the morning instead of scrolling on my phone. Um, and reading is such a good skill. I think it's so underrated and seen as such a, like, I don't know, nerdy, like, adult mm-hmm. thing to do. But reading is huge, especially when it comes to, like, writing and just, like, overall enhancing your vocabulary and your communication skills. Like, you learn so much through reading and seeing how other people communicate thoughts and ideas. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm trying yeah. to get into that. Yeah, and I think for me, like I'm not as into fiction. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that I'm reading Call Me By Your Name in the last episode. But other than that, I really don't think I've read a fiction book in like so long. Mm-hmm. So if you're like me and you're not really like, I just can never get invested in storylines. I don't know if that's like a me problem or anything. <laughs> but um, there's definitely also so many like fun nonfiction reads to get into. I've been doing some reading about like, food systems and I don't know just um some interesting things and you can also look at audible if you don't want to like physically have a book or if you don't have access to any right now but um yeah I feel like we could do a whole episode on like our like book recommendations and you could run with the fiction I could run with the nonfiction, and we just really have a time so keep an eye out for that (laughs) yeah but Um, I agree audible is a good suggestion because audible can work in the very same way that like a podcast does but instead you're getting you know a a structured story um yeah or yeah so don't don't discount books they're they're a good time they're a good way to spend your time I think certainly um and then I think the last thing that I wanted to bring up was just um trying new recipes whether it's like baking cooking or even a cocktail um I think it's a really fun time to like experiment since it's less accessible to go out and eat at restaurants and um, at bars so just like stocking up that bar cart stocking up 
some um, dessert supplies and just kind of like figuring out things that you like and things that you might carry beyond this time. Um, I've never been like an amazing cook, but I love watching Bon Appetit videos. And I feel like now is just a really good time to like actually start trying them. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you have anything to add there. Yeah, no, I think you're right that now is a really good time to like build, build a repertoire of go-to meals, um, Mm -hmm. especially as post-grads, we're both about to be a lot busier, um, than we even necessarily were in undergrad. So I think it's important to, you know, have that like muscle memory of like, here are five things that I can cook or bake or whatever it may be and then making a new cocktail recipe is just always fun yeah you either can follow a recipe and um kind of know that it's going to turn out well or get a little creative and then it's like a surprise inside is this going to be good I don't know (laughs) that's a good way to look at it (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah so those are all of our suggestions I think Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, we would love if you could give us a rating on iTunes. We'll see you. Well, we won't see you. We'll speak to you virtually (laughs) next week. Bye, guys.